Will we consume more and more technologies, or will those same revolutionary technologies consume us? Please join me in this episodic podcast journey that I'm hoping will help us make smarter choices on how technology will impact and arguably change our lives. Hi, this is Ralph, and welcome to this seventh episode of Technology Evolutions and Revolutions. Look to the past to better see the future. In our last episode, I talked about the fact that IT would have to transform how technology services were delivered to the business and gave a few examples of the areas that would need to change. I spoke of refocusing IT resources on the business project's pipeline because those projects provided for business benefits, not just technology benefits. I spoke about the necessity to change from a CapEx model to an OpEx model so that IT expenses could track business initiatives and not just be a guess on what resources IT would need. I spoke about the fact that IT could no longer continue to run in a 1970s cost center model and bring new technologies to the business. The cost of IT would just be too high. And of course, there is a better way. So I guess it's all well and good to talk about the fact that IT must transform and and why it must transform. I mean, many people do that. But in this episode... I'm going to give you my take on how, the how of how to transform an IT organization. So whether you're an IT professional or, like so many, are consumers of technology services, you know or have heard of something called cloud computing. It's been around in one form or another for at least 15 years now. During that time, and especially during the last five years or so, Cloud computing has matured greatly in terms of being highly available, being extremely scalable, and I would argue more secure than most businesses could afford to make their own environments. Evidence the myriad of cloud providers in the marketplace, including the giant hyperscalers like Microsoft Azure or AWS and Google and others. It's reported that 90% of companies worldwide are in the cloud. The U.S. is the leader in cloud adoption, spending nearly $125 billion a year, which is far more than all other countries combined. While I don't intend to give you a primer on everything cloud here, I do think it's important to call out a couple of types of cloud offerings that many companies are using today. First, there's Software as a Service, S-A-A-S, or SaaS. This cloud offering is characterized by the cloud provider offering the complete technology environment, from the application itself to the underlying infrastructure that supports it. And most importantly, SaaS providers host, manage, and support it all. SaaS is important because it's one of the fastest growing areas of cloud computing today. The other popular form of cloud computing is called Infrastructure as a Service, or IaaS. This is when a cloud provider delivers all of the compute and storage infrastructure needed for a company to run their own off-the-shelf or custom-developed applications, all in a pay-as-you-go consumption model, a utility model. 
much like you pay for power to your home or business. Pay for what you use. Microsoft Azure and Amazon Web Services are the leaders in this type of cloud computing. And it's also good to know that many companies utilize different types of cloud environments, SaaS, IaaS, and others, and from different providers. So here's the thing about cloud computing. First, as I've been saying throughout these podcasts, cloud computing is a technology evolution. It, in itself, is not a technology revolution. There is no digital transformation to the cloud as many would have you think. And while I'm a big proponent of cloud computing, in my view, many companies are viewing cloud computing the wrong way, and therefore not consuming it as part of a larger strategy. Now, way back in one of the previous episodes, I mentioned that in my 40-plus year career, I've developed a few pet peeves about how we consume technology. If you remember, my first pet peeve was in the area of security. Well, this is my second peeve. That technology leaders view cloud computing through the wrong lens. They miss the whole point of what cloud computing can truly provide. You see, technology leaders view technology as a way to reduce cost, stay within their IT budget, a cost savings initiative. Now, I guess we shouldn't be surprised by this. After all, I've said that IT continues to operate in the 1970s IT as a cost center model. So I guess it's not all that surprising that when new technology evolution comes along, it's the promise of cost savings that make many companies flock to the cloud. But since this episode is about how to transform IT from a cost center to a profit center, let's begin to look at cloud computing differently, shall we? Now, studies have shown that companies that simply lift and shift workloads to the cloud, that is, take their business applications that are running on their own servers or their own hardware, and simply move it to the cloud, well, they save little or no money over time. Now, there are a lot of variables that come into play here, but for the most part, the lift and shift mentality provides little in terms of cost savings for most companies. In fact, oftentimes it may actually increase cost if not done properly, but again, there are many variables in play here. In fact, recent studies of companies that have moved multiple workloads to the cloud for three or more years reported that the biggest benefit realized by cloud computing was not cost savings. That was minimal. The biggest benefit reported was something referred to as business agility, or IT's ability to react quickly to the needs of the business to quickly react to those business projects in the pipeline that I have referenced previously. Remember, I said that when you focused on providing technology resources to get more business projects through the pipeline, you not only get bottom-line cost savings, you also get top-line business benefits. You grow your business. So, I hope you can see that simply lifting and shifting workloads to the cloud is not only the wrong focus, it has potential to negatively influence the company's bottom line. Another misconception IT leaders have is again in the area of infrastructure as a service. 
most, not all cloud providers, but especially the big guys, Azure, AWS, and Google, offer compute and storage infrastructure in all types of quantities and configurations. That's their business model. For the most part, they don't manage the infrastructure, they simply provide it. Now, to be accurate, they do manage it to some degree in terms of uptime and some monitoring and the like, but for the most part, the end-to-end -end management is not the business they're in. That's up to you. So if moving workloads to the cloud still requires you to manage the cloud environment, then what have you really done here other than move workloads from here to there? Cost savings? Eh, maybe some, but not much. Business benefits? Well, if your people are still managing the environment, you'll likely not get much business agility out of your new cloud. If you're continuing to manage your cloud environment, not much has really changed except where your infrastructure is being hosted. So how do some of those reported companies achieve business agility? Well, relative to the infrastructure as a service model, IT leaders must look to engage a managed cloud model where the cloud provider or a partner, or a third party, is delivering all of the managed services necessary to keep the environment up and running and scalable and secure and everything else that goes along with it. Only in this way can IT afford to then focus IT resources on the business project's pipeline in order to affect business agility and the top-line business benefits realized by applying new technologies to the business needs. They focus IT resources on the core business initiatives, not on the care and feeding of the plumbing, the infrastructure. All that said, it really is cloud computing that provides us with the vehicle for IT transformation. Remember, I said companies can't afford to, for IT to operate in a 1970s model and still deliver new technologies as a profit center. Cloud computing is the vehicle it's just a vehicle that provides IT with the opportunity to transform how technology services are delivered to the business by offloading the infrastructure and most importantly the management of the infrastructure and maybe for software as a service the management of the applications as well. In this way IT resources can then be focused on the business projects pipeline to affect that business agility which in turn equates to both some cost savings and most importantly, top-line profitable growth. And that, my friends, is how you transform the way IT services are delivered to the business. That's how you achieve true IT transformation. Then, with workloads in a fully managed cloud and your IT resources focused on the business projects pipeline, any cost savings realized from the move to the cloud, and there will be some for sure, are used to help fund some of those new digital technologies that differentiate the company's products and services in the marketplace and help reach new target markets. Okay, so it's been a bit of a journey to get full circle here from the idea of the fourth industrial revolution, digital transformation, and the business model that supports business growth to the IT transformation that's needed to make it all happen. So maybe a brief recap might be in order here. 
So we started by introducing the concept of the fourth industrial revolution, digital disruption, digital transformation, the digital age. And like the previous three industrial revolutions, the massive changes it would have on our society moving forward. I'm hoping I made the point about digital transformation being a business model disruption, not another technology evolution. In fact, I'm hoping you can actually recite the trifecta of the changes of the fourth industrial revolution. What? You can't? All right, one more time. It's a change in how products and services will be delivered to the market, a change in how they'll be consumed, and a change in who will consume them. Got it? Good. Then we talked about the business financial framework with which all businesses operate. Remember? We put the different metrics on the clock face of your mind's eye. We talked about the one thing all businesses had in common. Remember what it was? Yep, all businesses want profitable growth. Then we talked about changing the model that IT has been operating under since, I don't know, the beginning of IT. I've been referring to it as the 1970s IT operating model. IT as a cost center. And then we talked about how this drives the behavior of IT, always looking for operating efficiencies and equating them to cost savings. We discussed the need to transform IT from the 1970s cost center model to that of a profit center, capable of using new technologies to foster the profitable growth that all businesses desire. And then we talked a bit about some examples of what a digitally transformed business was and how products and services will change in the not too distant future in the areas of medicine and finance and insurance and transportation. I'm hoping that gave you a good idea of the kind of exciting things that digitally transformed businesses could bring to the market and how they might impact our lives and our society at large. But, in case you need another example to drive that important point home, consider this. How do you consume your video entertainment these days? Since the 40s or 50s, many people watched broadcast television. It was a popular media for many years and still is today. But then, as cloud computing became more widespread and the internet became more persistent, New companies like Netflix or Apple TV and Hulu and many others began to stream video content into your homes. And then not just into your homes, but to any device, your TV, your computer, your iPad, your smartphone, literally any device capable of running a web browser. Even though broadcast networks now offer their same content digitally as a streaming service over the internet. And by the way, all for a fee. They changed the way they deliver content over the internet. They changed how their content was consumed on any device anywhere. And they changed who consumed it. Not just people with an antenna or a cable network installation, but anyone with an internet connected device. They reached new target markets. They used technology to grow their business. And then we talked about the need for IT to transform in order to focus their technical resources on the projects and the business projects pipeline because that was where the business initiatives were 
that provided for business growth. And we talked about the necessity for IT to bring new technologies to the business in order to truly realize that trifecta of the promises of the fourth industrial revolution. And finally, in this episode, we talked about how to use cloud computing as the vehicle to transform how IT services were delivered to the business, how to free up IT resources to actually focus on the business projects pipeline, and how to use IT to bring new technologies that drive business growth. In effect, transforming IT from that 1970s cost center model to truly being a profit center, driving business growth with new technologies. Well, that's a lot of ideas and concepts to consume over these multiple episodes. I sure hope it's all making sense to you at this point. Maybe it does, or maybe you still have questions. So I think maybe it would be appropriate to hear from you and get your thoughts. If you care to share, please email me at rdp42 at msn.com. That's rdp42 at msn.com. So this isn't the end of this podcast journey, and I do hope you'll join me in the next episode where we'll begin to look at some of those new digital technologies that the vehicle cloud computing will allow the company to afford and how they can be used for business benefits and maybe, and most importantly, what effect they might have on our lives. So until the next time, stay well and take care of each other.